Hello everyone, welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan, and the strikes rage on in Hollywood. But we also have some other news to talk about as well, and of course, the latest box office numbers. Let's start with the domestic top five. In first place was Barbie with 33.7 million for a total of 526.3 million. In second place was Oppenheimer with 18.8 million for a total of 264.2 million. Third place was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem with 15.7 million for a total now of 72.7 million. Fourth place was Meg 2 The Trench with 12.7 million for a total of 54.5 million. And fifth place was The Last Voyage of the Demir, which opened to $6.5 million. So Barbie and Oppenheimer are still holding strong at the box office, while The Meg 2 had a decent drop. The one new release, which was from Universal, was a flop with the reported budget of around $45 million. I think what hurt this film the most is it's not clear, unless you watch the full trailer, that it's about Dracula. I think if that was hammered home in the marketing, it might have gotten some more interest from the audiences. Taking a look at China, No More Bets came in first place with $99.4 million for a total now of $243.1 million. This was the film last weekend that had huge previews, and the film opened wide last Tuesday. So, it's doing great numbers right now. Uh, and look, it adds to the list of Chinese movies, but I would say really, sorry, Chinese blockbuster films at this point, uh, that they got throughout the summer. In second place was Creation of the Gods 1, Kingdom of Storms, with $26.3 million for a total of $278.3 million. Third place was Make Two to Trench with $16.4 million for a total of $89.3 million. Fourth place was One and Only with another $6.4 million for a total of $113.4 million. And in fifth place was Chang N with $4.8 million for a total of $237.1 million. Also, there is some great news for the Chinese box office with Mao Yin reporting that this year's summer season has broken the all-time record for summer. The previous record holder was summer of 2018, where the Chinese box office totaled 17.8 billion RMB, or around $2.48 billion. They say the record was broken on Thursday, and there's still two more weeks to go. This is great news for the health of the industry over there, and also the fact that, uh, unlike some other years, this was led to Chinese films breaking out. Like, you know, back in 2018, 2019, it was a lot of Hollywood films doing big numbers with some Chinese films. Now, this year, it is Chinese films leading the charge in breaking the record. And in international numbers, Make Two to Trench earned $43.7 million for a worldwide total now of $256.9 million. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem earned $10.4 million for a total of $94.7 million worldwide. Barbie earned $45.1 million. For a worldwide total now of 1.18 billion. Oppenheimer made 32 million for a worldwide total of 649 million. The movie also just opened in South Korea where it had a strong opening day. It did open on a holiday over there. It was a liberation day, uh, but it did earn 4.3 million for its opening day. This makes it the biggest opening day for Nolan in Korea, as well as the biggest opening day for any Hollywood film in the country this year. 
Sony has started to roll out Gran Turismo internationally in 30 markets over the weekend for an opening of 10.7 million. As for other films, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is at 522.5 million. Elemental is now at 443.6 million. And Haunted Mansion is at 75.6 million worldwide. And in a small update on the Super Mario Bros. movie, as it has broken another record. This one in Japan, where it has passed $100 million at the box office over there, and has now become Universal's biggest film in the country. So if you remember a few months ago, I think back around June, we talked about a story of police in South Korea looking into inflated box office numbers for films. Well, yeah, that case has only expanded, and it seems to have been worse than initially reported. Korea Herald is reporting that at least 323 films have had their numbers inflated, and this goes from March 2018 to June of this year, for a reported total of 2.67 million fake admissions, or fake tickets. As for how it was done, it was done by holding ghost screenings where they would buy a large number of tickets for late-night showings for a film, uh, but no one was actually watching. So, on the books, huge numbers, huge sales late at night. Uh, If you were to actually go to those theaters, no one's there. Along with this, 69 people have been referred without detention to the prosecutor. This includes some people from CGV, Megabox, and Latte Cinema. So uh, CGV and Megabox are also theater chains in Korea. As for CGV and Latte Cinema, they are saying that they are cooperating with police and have agreed to stop the late-night ghost showings. So yeah, I was wondering if this case was going to get interesting, and it is. Turns out it is. I have no idea where it's going to go from here. Now let's talk about the latest from Hollywood, and we start with the latest on the strikes. Both the WGA and SAG unions canceled their picketing on Monday out of precaution due to Hurricane Hillary hitting Los Angeles. They also held a National Day of Solidarity rally outside Disney Studios on Thursday. In some good news for the strikes, the WGA and AMPTP have met throughout the week and also will also meet next week as discussions continue on trying to negotiate a deal. As for SAG, well, they say that they're very eager to get back to negotiating with the studios, but right now it's clear that the studios are letting them sit and wait while they focus on the WGA. Also, director for the upcoming film Tron Aries, Joachim Ronning, posted on Instagram that this past Monday was supposed to be the first day of production for the film, but due to the strikes that it couldn't happen and 150 people were laid off. He, also like a lot of others in Hollywood, wants everyone to get get back to the table and negotiate the deal. He, I would assume, is among others now that are growing increasingly frustrated about the lack of talks between the studios and the writers and actors. Now yes, the studios and the writers are talking again, but let's wait and see first if they can actually make a deal. In other union news, the VFX crews at Marvel Studios have filed to request a vote to unionize. The vote will take place from August 21st to September 11th. If the vote is in favor of unionizing, then they will join the IATSE, or the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. With how overlooked the visual studio team at Marvel Studios is, I would assume this would be an easy yes for them, and this could start a wave of other VFX teams in other studios looking to unionize. In some good news, Jamie Foxx posted pictures on Instagram with a caption talking about how he is doing better and thanking for the wishes and prayers. Glad he is doing better. For upcoming films, the reviews for Blue Beetle are now coming out and they are solid. 
basically the film seems to be good, just nothing groundbreaking, and right now it has a solid 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, while I doubt this will give it a huge boost at the box office, it's at least one thing that won't go wrong. Bleecker Street has picked up the domestic rights for ISS. This is a sci-fi movie starring Ariana Bois, and it made its world debut back at the Tribeca Film Festival earlier in the year. It will have a theatrical release, however, the release date is unknown. For the upcoming New York Film Festival, there will be a few world premieres. The first will be Foe, which stars Sarah Ronan and Paul Mescal. It is a sci-fi drama film and will be getting a theatrical release as well, which is set for October 6th. Another film getting a world premiere is Mastro. This is the upcoming Bradley Cooper film from Netflix. They also released a teaser trailer for it this week as well. The film's world premiere will be on October 2nd. It will have a limited release, release in theaters sometime in November, and then available on Netflix on December 20th. In other release date news, A24 has set November 10th as the release date for their upcoming dark comedy movie Dream Scenario starring Nicolas Cage. And Disney is facing a lawsuit from film financer TSG. They are claiming that the company used every Hollywood accounting trick in the book to keep all the profits to themselves. Now TSG is not a direct finance partner of Disney, but instead of 20th Century Studios and have invested $3.3 billion so far across 140 projects from that studio. This includes a lot of films like Avatar The Way of Water, Deadpool, uh, The Banshees of Inishirin, among others. As for where the hiding profits part comes in, well, it's how Disney collapsed the release windows of these films. Remember when Disney and HBO made a deal for the last year of the 20th century HBO distribution deal, which then allowed select films to premiere on both HBO and Disney Plus, or HBO and Hulu at the same time. Well, HBO was able to save some money there, as they apparently didn't have to pay much for the ones shared uh, as a lawsuit claims. So basically, HBO agreed to the deal because it saved them money. But now on the flip side, uh, TSG is now claiming, well, that gave up a lot of guaranteed money that Disney was going to get, and then therefore TSG would have gotten a cut of. On paper, it looks like they have a case, but I would assume Disney had their lawyers review everything before making the release window changes they made over the past three years. The most likely scenario here is Disney settles this out of court, pays them a few million, and moves on. Also, not sure how much longer TSG has a deal with 20th Century Studios. For Beauty Premium, let's start with some streaming dates. Universal and Peacock has set September 15th for when Fast X will hit the streaming service. Along with that, some of the other Fast and Furious films will be available as well, including Fast and Furious 6, Fate of the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, with Furious 7 also available starting October 1st. Warner Brothers and Max have announced the release date for The Flash, and it will be available on the streaming service on August 25th. And sadly for HBO and Max, there were some layoffs this week, with Variety reporting that the cuts were from their respective marketing teams and are somewhere in the double digits. Hopefully they land on their feet soon. For the NFL Sunday ticket, YouTube is adding some more options. First, customers can now pay for the service monthly instead of all at once, costing $99.75 per month for four months. Weirdly, the option will not be available for everyone, with select states only having the option to pay for the entire season. Those states, uh that will not get it, include New York, New Jersey, Georgia, and Nevada. 
for those dates, you will have to pay all upfront. As for additional features, YouTube will be adding live chat and polls during the games, and highlights will be posted on YouTube Shorts. Prime Video seems to have a hit on their hands with Red, White, and Royal Blue. The romantic comedy movie premiered on August 11th, and over the weekend became the number one watched movie. Now, during its first week, Amazon has said it is now the one of the top three most watched romantic comedy movies on their service of all time. That sounds impressive, but again, there's no numbers next to that. Uh, and the only odd thing about this too is Amazon did not mention what the other two were. Curious what they are. However, while Amazon has a hit movie on their hands on the TV side, they have decided to make some cuts with both the League of Their Own and the Perpetual being cancelled. As for why both were cancelled, despite both having been renewed for a second season months ago, well, it's due to the strikes. Sources tell Variety that with both strikes ongoing, the earliest these shows would premiere a second season would be 2025, and it seems like for Amazon, that was too long of a wait. Apple has announced that the title for their upcoming Godzilla series, and it's now called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. The series is being produced by Legendary and is part of the Monsterverse. They also released some images from the show, and the teaser pic of Godzilla actually looks really good. This is a show I'm looking forward to, and it comes out sometime in the fall. Nielsen is reporting that for the first time ever, broadcast and cable TV viewership has fallen under 50%. For July 2023, broadcast and cable TV combined for 49.6%, while streaming was at 38.7%, and the remaining was other. This is not surprising, as it has been a trend now for the past few years, but it feels like a sizable benchmark to fall under 50%. As for Netflix, while Heart of Stone did not get great reviews, it did bring in some viewers. It debuted in first place in the top 10 film chart for Netflix, with 33.1 million views. On the TV side, the Netflix show Painkiller took first place with 7.2 million views, which also premiered the same week as well. And in an update from a show cancelled by Netflix, Warrior Nun is being brought back, just not by Netflix. The show ran for two seasons before being cancelled, and now executive producer Dean English announced that it will be brought back with three films. He also said due to the strikes he cannot say much more beyond that. But hey, if you're a Warrior Nun fan, congrats to you. Also, Netflix looks to be making a renewed push in India, with Reliance Jio launching Netflix subscriptions for their prepaid customers. They are a huge telecom over in India, and now their 400 million prepaid customers will have the option to sign up for two different versions of Netflix. One that is just mobile only, and one that includes access to use on larger screens like TVs. That has been an option for Netflix users in India for a while now, and while I don't expect an immediate spike in subscribers there, it is giving people another easy way to sign up. And that's it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. If you want to follow me on Threads, X, or Facebook, links to those pages are in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.